this woman to watch movies, and do you take this man to talk about them? I now pronounce you a podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the very first official episode of Wife Watches. I'm the wife who watches. And I'm the husband who picks out the movies. Not all the time. Sometimes she picks them out. Not yet, but... It's a partnership. Yeah. No, well, it's not, it's not like it's not like partnership yet, because I haven't picked any out, but... For our first episode, we sat down and watched the very first Star Wars film, 1977's Star Wars. Um, before, we got, before we get into that podcast, we've already done this and recorded this, but I just have two key questions that I think will be a theme going forward for any movie that we watch. The first one is, I want to ask, and this is specifically about Star Wars in general, like the entire series. How did you miss this? Was this intentional that you never got around to watching these? Or what was it about these films that kept you away? Because you are a movie watcher. Yeah. Well, I think it's the... I don't like uh, anything Mm sci-fi. That's my number one rule when I'm watching movies. I also don't like anything like within a fantasy sort of world. Ooh. And this is, I would say, a sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. So just right off the bat, not not my <laughs> cup of tea. I also knew it was like, this sounds really stupid, but like my brothers watched it, and I just was like, oh, that's like just like a boy thing. Oh, the boy thing. Yeah. Oh, that sounds dumb now, but like. I really, I did. Like, growing up, I was like, I don't think I'm going to like those because my brothers like them, and I don't wow. like anything my brothers like because oh, my brothers man. don't like anything I like, which is stupid. Classic it's, little sister. I know. So I, I just totally missed them, and my sister, my older sister did too. She doesn't watch Star Wars. She still refuses to watch Star Wars. Christmas really? Day, yeah, The Force Awakens came out. She was like, I'll stay home and watch the kids. See everyone go see Star Wars, and we did. Weird. I did, like, I felt a little bit of kind of like FOMO. Uh-huh. Where I was like, oh, this is like, I knew it was like huge. I feel like, and I, f- I do, I feel this about like Harry Potter too, because I'm also not a Harry Potter fan. I'm not like not a fan. Oof. Sorry, we just lost five listeners. <laughs> I never read Harry Potter. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just. That's because you can't read. There was that. But also if I could, I'd made up my mm. mind to be like, if I could read the, f- the first one that I would go to would not be Harry Potter. That's true. Yeah. Else. When your first audiobook you bought, you did not go with Harry Potter. <laughs> no. Um, do you think that was funny? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I wanted my response to be a little better, but it just, it is what it is. So. Like I didn't tee you up with the best material. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I did see The Force Awakens, actually, but that was because my family was going on Christmas. And I really enjoyed it. But I didn't... I remember turning over to my mom and being like, I don't understand what this is. Is this supposed to be like Leia in the beginning? Or like... I didn't understand... Like Ray. Yeah. I didn't understand... I didn't have like... I wasn't grounded in anything. I think it's funny when we end up re-watching The Force Awakens, you will realize what you didn't need to know going into that. It's built to accommodate old fans and new fans that yeah. way. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like it. But if it. you don't know and that and you of, know that it's like the seventh film, you're kind of like, I'm sure I'm just lost. Yeah. yeah. And what I was getting at was that I kind of felt like after I watched that movie, I kind of felt a little bit of FOMO. Mm-hmm. That was just kind of like, I know these are huge. I wish I was more excited about them, but I don't really know how to be excited about them. Are you excited for this new one now that yes, we're, because we're, I, we're I'm embarking like, on this? I'm grounded in like the world of, in the, the galaxy far, far away. <sighs> That's nice. I'm grounded in the galaxy far, far away. There it is. We should make t-shirts that say that. I Yeah. Okay. Uh, the second question, um, to piggyback. To piggyback. To piggyback off of that is. To, big, to piggy Spock. 
Sorry, that's a different thing. That's not Harry Potter or... I mean, sorry. That's... Sh- shut up, Courtney. What made you finally watch this? I mean, I know that it's because the new one was coming out and I wanted you to watch them. Yeah, you were the uh, Although I would have watched them by myself. I think I was clear with that, that you didn't need to watch yeah, them with me. I did. I did want to watch them. Um, just, what was the element about this movie that we were like, okay, I'll finally... What, what, what broke you? Well, I told you kind of earlier. I... It's exciting to me that I get to go to the theater to see the very last one. And I didn't want to miss out on that by not... I didn't want to miss out on like how exciting that was Mm -hmm. because I hadn't seen the other ones. So I wanted to see the other ones to be like more excited about this last one because it's the last one. And like I get to see it in theaters. We're going at midnight. So I wanted to like fully immerse myself and like really just enjoy it. Well, it's fun too with you're talking about the FOMO. Of missing out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's redundant to say the FOMO of missing out. The fear of missing out of missing out. <laughs> yeah. This will be the last time you really get to go to a movie theater and be like, I'm watching a new Star Wars movie that has to do with like the Skywalker saga. Yeah. I think that'll be a pretty cool experience that you watch those. Yeah. Because I often think, I, I always kind of like pester my parents because they saw the original Star Wars that we're, we're going to be watching. Yeah. In the 70s. They saw it in theaters. And I'm always, I always just want to know if, if people sitting in the theaters truly were as amazed as we retroactively think they probably probably were. I wonder what those movies will be for us. Me too. That people will think back and be like, you saw Mad Max? Fury Road? You saw Five Feet Apart in theaters? (laughs) One important note as well is that we've decided to watch these in the release order that they were released. Instead of chronologically one through nine, we're going to watch them in the way they were released. And I think that's important too for, for Courtney's perspective because... She's never seen these. I think that's the best way to watch them because you get a lot of the narrative context. It definitely assumes that you're familiar with the movies if you start in episode one. And I think another thing that's cool is you get the kind of the meta narrative around the Star Wars movies because you get to see, and as we watch them, like I'll explain to you what was happening behind the scenes of the original trilogy and then all the conversation that was happening in the intervening years around the prequel trilogy. Not only because it was so significant such a huge cultural impact, the movies themselves. But the what's even more interesting, I think, is all the weirdness around these movies and the stories behind the scenes of these movies. And yeah, if you didn't know any of that, just watched them all the way through, you these movies would be so confusing of why they are such varying quality. Yeah, and just what is going on. This is the best way to watch it, especially if you've never seen them. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the car right now. We're getting uh, some caffeine before we start. Courtney, how many Star Wars movies have you seen in your life? Zero. That's not true. One, oh, one. <laughs> two. I've seen two. <laughs> I've seen the Ray one, Force Awakens. Okay. And I've seen Rogue One. Oh, yeah. I saw uh, the one with the Anakin Skywalker. Sure. Judger Binks. Uh-huh. What were your thoughts when you were a kid when you saw that? I got really bored in it, and I, I got so bored in it that I started throwing popcorn in the air in the movie theater and trying to catch it with my mouth, and my dad got mad at me. Do you know anything about what's going to happen in this movie? Um, just from what you've told me about Rogue One, where it starts off after the guy hands Princess Leia a map. Uh-huh. Is it a map? Uh, they're blueprints. Oh, okay. That's it. That's all you know? Okay. Yeah, it's the, it's the gang. It's the, the original gang. That's all I know. Do you think you'll like it? I do. 
Out of four stars, what do you think you will give it? I, I think I'll give it three. Oh, th- this will be good for uh, comparing and contrasting later yeah, on. No, for sure. Um, 100%, 100%. Maybe, maybe I'll show you the trailer and ask what you think about the trailer before we watch the movie. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. All right, cool. All right, we're also going through the different titles of the movies. Okay, good titles. A New Hope sounds so stupid. Okay. Um, the Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back is a good title. Return of the Jedi is like a medium title. Interesting. Okay. Phantom Menace sounds really dumb. The next this one is next one. Attack of the Clones. Oh, that one's terrible. <laughs> Amazing. I would never go see a movie called Attack of the Clones. Okay, the next one is Revenge of the Sith. Stupid. Then The Force Awakens. Yeah, good. That's probably one of the best. Wow, okay. The Last Jedi. I like that one too. This latest one that's coming out is called The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, that one's kind of dumb. Um, I kind of agree with a lot of a lot of what you have to say. Wow. I actually think The Empire Strikes Back, as a as just a title of something, is cheesy and, and kind of dumb. Oh, I thought that was one of the better ones. I think the best one is The Force Awakens. I don't like that one. I think it sounds kind of bland. Really? Yeah. I really like Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi, those titles. They are kind of made, they're supposed to be kind of campy, though, because they're supposed to, like, harken back to the days of serials. And got it, got it, got it. I don't think The Phantom Menace is that bad of a title. It's fine. But people hated it when it came out. Yeah. And people still hate it. You don't think it's, it's dumb? I kind of like... I, I don't know why I don't mind it. I like the word phantom. Oh. Like, I guess... I don't know. I don't know why it doesn't bother me, but people... You are not alone. People really hate that title. Oh, interesting. When they uh, announced the title of Attack of the Clones for the second one, that you can watch this online. Ewan McGregor is at a premiere for Moulin Rouge, and they had just released the title, and a, a reporter is... Like tells him, you know, they just released the title. And he's like, oh, what is it? I actually broke the news to Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, about the new title of the upcoming Star Wars movie. Oh, what was it? What was it? Was it? Is that real? Yes. What do you think about that? I don't know about that. Attack of the Clones? That's the title. I just heard that. What I just heard the new Star Wars film is called Attack of the Clones. No. That is. It's not better than Phantom Menace? I don't know. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. Okay, we just watched the theatrical trailer for Star Wars. A boy, a girl, and a galaxy. Is that what he says? Or a universe. Or aliens from a thousand worlds. <laughs> They no, visit, they visit two planets in the movie. The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. And aliens from a thousand worlds. That was not a great trailer. Um, based on this trailer, what do you think happens in the movie? They're just running from Darth Vader the whole time, and sometimes there are aliens. <laughs> Star Wars, a billion years in the making, and it's coming to your galaxy this summer. Well, all right, we watched the trailer. We did. We'll see how close you were. Okay. Star Wars. Star Wars. The year is 1977. <laughs> 
Jimmy Carter is president. People have side sideburns and bell bottoms. All right. Are you picturing this in yeah, your mind? Yeah, I got it. Okay. I got it in my mind. What would you be dressed like in 1977? Flower child? Yeah. Just like floral dresses and khaki bell bottoms. And I think I would have platforms. Lo- probably. I'd have long hair. Yeah, you would. Uh-huh. You love your long hair. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, the Vietnam War has been over for just two years, barely. The top song on the chart is Tonight's the Night by Rod Stewart. How does that go? I don't know. Tonight's the night. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so George Lucas, at the time, he was a part of the new Hollywood wave of filmmakers that um, came in the 60s and 70s. He was dubbed as one of the movie brats at the time. And the other people, the other directors in the movie brats bracket the movie brats get were like steven spielberg and francis ford coppola who did the godfather movies and who is nicholas cage's aunt uncle <laughs> i heard francis and and like martin scorsese so all, all these Got people it. were there's like a wave of movies that they made in the 70s which is like the this new age of hollywood george lucas this was his his third for third film but like second like big release feature film the other one was american graffiti which was nominated for oh yeah for best picture um so star wars came out on may 25th 1977 and he'd had an idea for a sci-fi movie in the vein of flash gordon um it was eventually redubbed as the fourth movie when it first came out it was just star wars and when the opening crawl comes up, there was no episode four or anything. On a re-release, then they added the episode a four, new A New Hope. Yeah. It opened a huge critical acclaim, uh, most notably for the groundbreaking visual effects. It earned a total of $775 million. So it became the highest grossing movie at the time. That's in, that's in 77 money. Okay. Uh, just for inflation, it is the second highest grossing film in North America and the fourth highest grossing film in the world. It received 10 Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. So it was nominated for Best Picture, and it lost to Annie Hall that year. And Alec Guinness was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Wow. It's regarded as one of the most important films in the history of motion pictures. And is credited, along with some other movies like Jaws, as creating the like the blockbuster phenomenon where movies open in the summer and there's huge releases in the whole when did this one come out did you already say 77 that? no sorry but like month oh may may oh okay yeah that and jaws together are the two most prominent ones that really kicked off like what was the blockbuster era where you'd kick off the summer and it'd always be in may and that's continued even to now so it has changed popular cinema as we know so it. like now the black widow movie coming out in may like the avengers ones always come out in the spring kind yeah of thing. Well, they, yeah, they've kind of cornered that first weekend in May, the Marvel movies. But it's always been like May, early May and around Memorial Day are the huge, like movie studios will put like their big bets yeah. in those, that I remember, time. I remember seeing Pearl Harbor. On Memorial Day? Yeah. Yeah. The, and it then, had like just come out. This isn't so much the case anymore, but also the 4th of July used to be like one of the huge bankable holidays as well. Weird. Yeah. And August kind of used to be like sort of the dumping ground of summer. Until Guardians of the Galaxy made like eight hundred million dollars and it came out in August. But do you think that's because, like, they didn't realize what a success it would be, or do you think they did and they just were like, oh, it'll it doesn't matter, we'll just release it whenever. I think they kind of put it there and they knew it would do pretty well, but no one, I don't think anyone expected it was going to do as well as it did. It was a huge success, Guardians of the Galaxy. And now it's kind of you can kind of drop a movie any time of the year, and as long as it's good. 
So it used to be really concentrated in the summer and then maybe sometimes around Christmas as like like the blockbusters came out. And okay. that was all Star Wars and Jaws' fault. A lot of people blame them for what it's done to cinema. Interesting. The film has been reissued multiple times at Lucas's behest, most significantly for the 20th anniversary, the special edition. He incorporated a lot of changes, including a lot of computer-generated effects, altered dialogues, and, and some additional scenes. And then they've done, like, re-edits for each of like the the dvd blu-ray release all these different changes i've shown you some of the changes yeah they're weird yeah very jarring we are watching the theatrical version so the version that came out in 77 yeah yeah nowhere additional cgi floating robots that don't match anything in the rest of of the shot and this will be a very spoiler heavy discussion of a 42 year old film So, 42-year-old spoilers. Yeah. Courtney, last night, you before we watched the movie, you predicted you would give it three out of four stars. Uh-huh. What rating would you give Star three Wars? Three out of four. I thought it lived up to the hype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought... The hype of being the most influential piece of pop, <laughs> pop culture ever created in yeah. the last hundred years, at least. I thought... And you give it three stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I also thought... It was very nostalgic. Like, it reminded me of, like, how I feel about the labyrinth. Uh Oh, sorry, just labyrinth. Because, like, all the characters have these weird little costumes and, like, the alien people. Particularly the the people who who sold C-3PO and R2-D2. What are those guys called? The Jawas. The Jawas. I liked those guys. I feel like you'll feel that even more in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi because they have more puppets. Like Ewoks? Yoda. The setting of Yoda is in a swamp, which feels very 80s Okay. Jim Henson stuff. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. What was your favorite part, or what? at what part were you most engaged in the movie? Probably at the beginning, <clears throat> where Luke was talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh-huh. And he was like, I can't go on this journey with you. And then all of a sudden he realizes that the Empire is probably... At his house, and he goes back there, and he sees his uncle's dead. He sees his uncle's burning skeleton. Both of them. Oh, wait, I only saw one. Yeah, they were both there. That was really sad. And then he comes back, and he's like, all right, I'll go. That was when... I was like, okay, I'm in this. Wow. (laughs) Really? Yeah, what did you think I would say? I don't know. I I worried it might lose you a bit um, when the droids are walking around in the desert very early on. Oh, Yeah. I feel like if you don't know where the movie's going at all, then you might wonder, is this what this whole movie is? No, I was fine. Oh, okay. What part were you least engaged? <sighs> this is going to sound weird. I think I was least engaged when when Luke and Leia and Han Solo are in the garbage chute with Chewie. And Obi-Wan Kenobi is just, like, skirting around, like... I know that they're getting out of this, so I just I don't care about this. Oh, I thought then, I thought you might actually enjoy the garbage sequence. Well, and then the like the the monster it just goes away. Where does he go? I don't know. Nobody can get out of there, so it just it's like what I don't understand. Did he die? No. Like how did he get out? The monster. Yeah, because why would maybe they he be has able like a drain? Maybe he has a drain he swims through. Well, then why wouldn't they be able to swim through the drain? Because it was like a really thin. I'm just that's I, that's the thing you latched onto. Well, and also <laughs> when Obi Wan Kenobi he like turns the corner, and there's Darth Vader and they start sword fighting. They sorry, not sword fighting. Uh, lightsaber fighting. Lightsaber fighting. There it is. 
Did you think they were called lifesavers when you were little? I never did. I personally did. I would have never made that mistake. Okay. They go out of their way to make the sword fights faster in later ones. Mm -hmm. In this one, they talked about how they wanted it to seem like lightsabers were very heavy because a lot of energy would be coming out. And like you would be swinging a broadsword, which are really heavy. And that's why they're very deliberate. Okay. Do we ever see Obi-Wan Kenobi ever again? I don't know. You do know. Why do you why do you ask that? Because he died, but he didn't really die. He disappeared. Oh. But I don't know where he was. What do you think happened? He goes into the force. He is part of the force now. Like in Luke's head all the time. Is he not in anyone else's head? It's well, just because he, Luke has the force. Is he in his head or is Luke just remembering things that he told him? Wow. We'll have to wait and see. Right. Um, also Leia oh. and Leia and Han Solo's relationship I don't like. He's so annoying to her, and she's just, like, loud back. And I'm just, I'm not interested by that. So I wonder what'll happen in the future. Uh, I wanted to point out that the movie felt very lived in, very, like, dirty. Yes. Uh, Lucas and the production crew would deliberately scuff up the sets and, like, dirty up the costumes before takes, especially for the Rebels, so that it would kind of have, like a, like, a DIY, like, underdog look about them. And it was to contrast how the Empire, everything looked very sleek and clean, militaristic. This was a a relatively new concept for sci-fi movies at the time, to have things look not just pristine. So before, was it like shiny stuff? Yeah, and just like silver, obvious sets. And they really wanted, the the term I see, I remember hearing a lot is lived in. They wanted it to look lived in and that people actually like were alive. And this wasn't just like a set they walked into. And remember, we watched Alien. Um, which came out two years after this. And mm-hmm. I feel like they did a really good job of emulating that as well. Making that... Remember the ship just felt really like grimy and industrial. and Yeah. They looked like they'd been on that ship for months. David Prowse is the person inside the Darth Vader costume <laughs> okay. in the original trilogy. And in this film, particularly Star Wars. He's a tall British bodybuilder. And he originally voiced the character, but he had a... I think I've shown you this what his voice actually sounded like. Yeah. It was like this rural, kind of high-pitched British accent. Yep. And Carrie Fisher said that the crew referred to him as Darth Farmer. It's not the cleverest of names. But they were mocking him the way he sounded. Start tearing this ship apart piece by piece until you found those tapes. Find the passengers of this vessel. I want them alive! I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic... You mission. are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. That's mean. Darth Farmer. Well, it, it gets worse. Okay. So Lucas originally, he wanted Orson Welles, but thought his voice would be too recognizable. So then he got James Earl Jones, who no one knew who that was at the time. And he got his, he got James Earl Jones to do the voice instead. And Prowse didn't know that the vo- his voice had been redubbed until he was sitting in the film's premiere. That is insane. James Earl Jones's salary for that first Star Wars movie was $7,000. Oh, <laughs> Um, Darth Vader's breathing is very iconic. It's probably one of the most iconic sounds. Oh, that? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Even if you haven't seen the movies, you know what that sound is. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Ben Burt is the person who created all the sounds of Star Wars. He's an Oscar winner for his sound design and sound mixing. Um, he created the iconic breathing of Darth Vader. He did R2-D2's voice or beeps. The lightsaber hum. And the sound. That was not my worst one. That was actually, that wasn't bad. And the sound of blaster guns. Pew, pew, 
He used a lion's roar for the sound of the Millennium Falcon Falcon's engine. Is che- that, was that close? Yeah, that was spot on. <laughs> Chewbacca's grunts were mostly bears with a dash of walrus, dog, and lion. Uh, when he, he created Darth Vader's sinister-sounding heavy breathing by placing a microphone inside of a scuba regulator and breathing into it himself. Oh. George Lucas was a Oscar-nominated director going into Star Wars because he did American Graffiti, which was nominated for Best Picture. Sure. And he waived his director's fee on Star Wars to have more money in the budget. And do you know what his deal was to swap that? What? He swapped his director's payment for total control and rights to any sequels and merchandise. Wow, that was a good trade. I'm sure the last time that's ever happened. Yeah. That not that crazy? He has full control over all the Star Wars sequels and all the merchandise. Until when? They sold it to Disney? Yeah. Is he's that like, not, is that he's not... like, I'll waive my director's fee if you'll give me all the rights. They're like, okay. Yeah, I'm sure they were like, you idiot. Wow. It is probably the most forward-thinking deal in all of cinema. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So that was after the first one was made. He did that? Or no, that, that was going into the first one. He wanted, See, that's even more of a gamble. That's what I'm saying. He want, they he wanted to put his the the money they would have paid him that went back into the film's budget, so we'd have more budget. Yeah. And that was his trade off. Wow. Also, that part where he's like, Obi Wan Kenobi. I wonder if that's old Ben Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Oh. That's the same name, for sure. So when you were little, did you like Han Solo? You think he was cool? Or did you think Luke Skywalker was cool, too? I liked Han Solo a lot. Luke changes quite a bit in the next movies, and so I really liked Luke. Hmm. Was Leia your sexual awakening? No, but I think she is for a lot of people. I bet she wasn't yours? No. Interesting. Mine was a Care Bear. Cook. No, the Care Bear. Did I tell you about that? Yours was a Care Bear? I had a crush on a Care Bear. Look, we can talk about this more off mic. <laughs> Your sexual awakening was a Care Bear. I, yeah. I had a crush on a Care Bear. I know a lot of people, it was Leia for them because in Return of the Jedi, she wears this skimpy bikini in it. Yeah, I know. Know all about that. It might have been Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, sure. Helped a lot, too. Mm-hmm. But you did already just, you said a Care Bear. I had a crush on a Care Bear. I really liked Care Bear. That's Jonathan Taylor Thomas, by the way. That's that's the thing. I'm not sure if it was a sexual awakening because I just knew I had feelings for this Care Bear. But the first time, I was like, huh. So you didn't have a crush, you had feelings for a Care Bear. Yeah, romantic feelings. But the first time I, I was, might have been either Jessica Rabbit or the Pink Power Ranger. Would you say you Care Bear for her? You want to do that again? Would you say you care... Would you say you care bared for her? Okay. Who was your favorite character in the movie? R2-D2. He's just a, such a little guy. But he's so full of personality somehow. You just had a little twinkle in your eye? I, <laughs> <laughs> I loved that little guy. People... He is a fan favorite. Like, if he were to get, like... Hurt, I would hate that. Did you think when he got hit at the end, in when he was in Luke's X-wing and Darth Vader shot him and well, kind of no. blew up? No. You didn't. You were like not worried. Well, it's at all. hard. It's hard to be like worried about stuff because I know where this goes. Yeah. Like to some extent. Who was your least favorite character? Maybe 
Maybe Han Solo. No kidding. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of thought he was a jerk. Wow. There's no wrong answers. But that's interesting because... It'll probably change. This was huge for him. People loved him in this movie. He's a rogue, morally ambiguous. People talk about how it's kind of a lightning in the bottle performance because Harrison Ford famously thought these movies were stupid. Mm -hmm. And so him thinking this is stupid translates a lot to that character. Mm -hmm. And it really, I think, helps that character. Any, Any other stray observations? I don't think so. Peter Cushing's cheekbones. Oh my gosh. That guy's wild. He's in a lot of horror movies. He's a horror movie star. He looks like one. I think that might be it. Okay, we're signing off from the Death Star. Oh, actually, there was a part that you really laughed is when Han Solo was ad-libbing to the, when they blew up everyone in the room. Oh, that was great. Because he just was saying stupid stuff. Like, how are you? How are things going over there? Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, it's like weapons malfunction. But uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Who is this? What's your operating number? Uh, boring conversation anyway. And he just, he just blew up the soundboard. That was funny. Okay, that's that was Star Wars. That was Star Wars: A New Hope. Three out of four Death Stars. Very good. We'll do it. We'll do a different unit for every movie. Okay. If people want to reach the podcast, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wife Watches. Just as a note. That Twitter handle is at wife underscore watches, not wife watches. Or you can send us an email at mywifewatchesmovies at gmail.com. Fantastic. (laughs) Join us next time. We will be watching The Empire Empire Strikes Strikes Back. Back. Okay, do your your best Chewbacca. (laughs) I'll see how that improves over the series. (laughs)